0: Magazines and Monsters, episode 24, Action Comics 345 from 1966.
1: Man, you come right out of a comic book.
0: Hey everybody, Billy D, a.k.a. Doc Strange here with another recording, and I know it's supposed to be, you know, quote-unquote, hashtag War Comics Month, but... uh, every month should be hashtag, you know, zany comics, crazy comics month. And November is no different for me because I like reading crazy comics all the time. And, uh, my guest today actually introduced me to this comic. He was like, Hey, let's talk about this crazy comic. And I said, sure. So, uh, got the, uh, comic here up on the app, the DC universe, you know, infinite app, which is, uh, Super awesome, by the way, so everybody should uh, get it if you want to read some awesome DC work. But joining me today is uh, my buddy Chris Sheehan from uh, X-Lapsed. How are you, buddy?
1: Hey, how are you? How are you? Thank you for having me on here, and uh, I'm very excited to talk about this. Um, uh, do we want to say it's a good issue? Uh, it's a,
0: uh- <laughs> 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 Any- it was a fun it- issue. Yeah, anytime I laugh or scratch my head or I'm puzzled, I definitely call that a good issue. Indeed, indeed. Uh And this one is definitely in that category of head scratcher because it's absolutely insane. So we're definitely talking about an issue of Action Comics. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. issue 345 from 1966. Um, And the cover is by Kurt Swan and George Klein. So those are two uh, artists I uh, like together as a pair quite a bit. So what do you think of this cover?
1: Oh, it's a really good cover, and it's one that, if you're familiar with, uh, you know, Superman in the Silver Age here, this is one that's going to just spring to mind immediately. Here, I mean, you you go, you start at the top. It's got the Go Go checks, which you know mm-hmm. weren't around very long, but did leave quite an impression on many fans of all vintages. Mm-hmm. And the cover, I mean, you think about Superman in the Bronze Age, where like 99% of his stories are about protecting the secret identity. You know, it's like, like there's a building burning down. It's like, yeah, but my identity, I can't do it. Here we have, here we have a fiendish font opening a door and, uh, and he's on candid camera here. This is a uh, Superman being outed Clark Kent mm-hmm. being outed as Superman on candid camera.
0: And, uh, what do you know about candid camera? You know much about candid camera? Uh, I only ever saw like clips and things like that of it. Cause you know, obviously it was before my time. Uh, but I do remember, you know, like my parents talking about it as if it was, you know, this hilarious show where they would put these gags on people and, you know, kind yeah. of like people do nowadays, too. They're like, hey, let's do something silly to somebody and record it. Like, I don't know exactly. what it would be. The, exactly. the, 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 it, ticked, it would be the tick tock of its time, maybe or something, <laughs> I guess. But that's about all I know. And then, of course, you know, I would known the name Alan Funt was the, mm-hmm. the guy behind it. But that's it.
1: Well, I, I did some research here in preparation for the show here. I subjected myself <laughs> to uh, some candid camera here. And, of course, everybody knows what candid camera is. It's not like a – it's not a hidden gem of the television world here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a hidden camera show which featured practical jokes being played on hapless civilians. So you talked about the TikTokers. Think about all the douchey YouTubers who like have to end, <laughs> have to say, like, It's a prank, bro. So they don't get like their butts kicked or beat up, get arrested. (laughs) Uh, But just like 75 years ago or so. Um, Now, this was created, of course, by Alan Funt and ran from August 10th, 1948, all the way through the 70s and has uh, since been rebooted and relaunched more times than a modern day Marvel comic, (laughs) which is to say (laughs) quite often. (laughs) Um, Now, the show actually began its life on the radio. Uh, Not his candid camera, but his candid microphone, which I was unable to find any recordings of. I really would have liked to hear, like, well, how does that even work? (laughs) I I can't even wrap my head around that. Yeah, how do you Um, do that? How do you pull off a prank
0: with just a microphone and then relay that to make people laugh over a radio? Right?
1: Uh, Now, this was also created by Funt, and uh, it was launched a little over a year before the television show kicked off. This one launched on June 28th of 1947, so I guess... Probably safe to say it was an instant hit because it was translated to television. Yeah, yeah what? T- 14 months later, that's that's a pretty good uh, that's pretty a pretty quick. good showing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what do you know about Alan Funt? Besides oh, him being and fiendish.
0: Yeah, that's about all I know about him. But you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe, you know, pulling these pranks and, and a candid camera, it's like, is it like a quasi jackass television show? <laughs> it's or like Johnny Knoxville?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like a punk or a Jamie Kennedy or uh, yeah. all those things. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> now, but Funt was way ahead of his time here. Uh, he was uh, born all the way back September 16th, 1914, New York Ooh. City. Yeah, he he passed away in, on September 5th, 1999 in Pebble Beach. Now, he trained in commercial art, and he would begin working for an ad agency where he quickly shifted over to their radio department. Now, he would begin writing for the Truth or Consequences radio show, and he also did a little bit of writing for First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt's radio com- commentaries, which, that's a pretty high-profile gig. Wow. Holy now, crap. Now, he served domestically during World War II. I think he was in somewhere in the Midwest, maybe Oklahoma. Uh, there, he made radio shows as part of the Army Signal Corps, and he'd begin work on Candid Microphone. And, of course, that would shift into Candid Camera and pretty much be the bulk of his professional work here. Candid Camera, was his, uh, Candid Camera and appearing in an issue of Action Comics is basically Alan Funt's life. But in 1970s, huh, Funt, the, the small screen was too small. He tried his hand at making movies. The first one was called, What Do You Say to a Naked Lady?, and uh, yeah, this one came out in 1970. It's an X-rated hidden camera movie with uh, people reacting to naughty bits, and plenty huh. of Alan Funt talking about sex. Now, Fousers. I I also subjected myself to some of this. And, God bless. <laughs> oh boy, it is the most boring. Th- I mean, it's a you would figure from hearing the title here. It would I don't think it would be erotic or f- or like great but it would be like entertaining at least no 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 if uh it's on youtube if you want to see it and if you have an hour or two that you would never like to have back (laughs) check out what do you say to a naked lady it's mm. oh my lord yeah not great not great um his second movie was called money talks and that came out in 1972 and it's more hidden camera hijinks because i I guess uh, alan funt say one trick pony here um (laughs) But these situations have to do with money. So, like, maybe they, like, maybe they glued a quarter to the ground and, like, <laughs> somebody tried to pick it up. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Uh, during the 1980s, Funt would make a series of specials called Candid Candid Camera. And these were a little bit more adult in tone than the normal Candid Camera program. Um, so, I guess, think somewhere between Candid Camera and How Do You Talk to a Naked Lady? Maybe. Um, <laughs> Now, Funt, would uh, he would unfortunately suffer a stroke in 1993, and he would pass on six years later. But, I mean, what a life. It was all candid camera. He dedicated himself to this, like, one weird thing. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's weird. You're looking at it with, like, current year eyes. Um, I did a lot of reading about Funt this week. And um, a lot of people were saying, like, ah, oh, he was just a creep. He was just a creeper who wanted to, like, voyeur, you know, watch. <laughs> and it's like... Well, I guess you know, in current year, when we think about what he does, it's sort of like that. But I mean, this was early, early television, right? Yeah. I mean, this was this was novel and new and, uh, dare I say, exciting and humorous. I, I tried watching some of it, and it wasn't very funny. But I mean, back in the day, I, it's it's different. <laughs> Certainly. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's great. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's our man uh, Alan Funt, and. <laughs> We can we can hop on in here uh, unless you do you have any experience with any other hidden camera television shows?
0: I do not. But I like you said, this is a great cover. And I love how it's you know oh, no. the, the caption box says 40 million viewers see it happen on TV the day. Candy camera unmasked Clark Kent's identity. And there's fun opening the phone booth door and saying, smile, Clark Kent, you're on candy <laughs> camera. And Which Clark that was a catchphrase too, yeah. you're on candy camera. Yeah. yeah. And Clark says, "Great Krypton, Alan Funt's caught me switching into my Superman uniform." <laughs> and I oh, love that it's they, just, they, they,
1: they say Alan Funt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh no, it's Alan Funt. And by the end of this story, um, I think we can make a uh, we could probably make a pretty good case for Alan Funt being one of the more devious villains in Superman's rogues <laughs> gallery.
0: <laughs> yeah, step
1: step aside, Luthor. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Lex. Lex got nothing on Alan Funt for sure Mm -hmm. that you don't, you don't own this issue uh, physically.
0: No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm reading it on the app. Yeah. I don't have this one.
1: I'm glad it was on the app. Uh, I I actually found this one. It has a giant hole in the cover. I think it's like right over Alan font's head. Uh, (laughs) That's missing, but I got it for like a quarter and it's like, like I said, when you see this one, it's like, you gotta get this one. Oh no yeah, No matter what the condition here, even if if poor Alan Funt's head is missing. You gotta get...
0: <laughs> oh yeah. This would be good. This would be even worth a buck coverless. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Let alone just with a hole in the cover.
1: Oh yeah. And it's, it's a wild ride. So, um, yeah. How about we, uh, how about we hop on in?
0: Yeah. So this is a uh, Leo Dorfman writing and, you know, you and I were talking a little bit about him off mic because, you know, years ago I'd never even heard of him and then oh, I had yeah. heard of him, but didn't really know much about him. And, I think I was researching for a blog post maybe within the last couple of years, and I was like, holy crap, this guy wrote – because it's a a name that's not, you know, a big name, but Mm -hmm. he wrote a lot of Superman. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, He's not really, like, synonymous with any characters unless, like, you're really deep into it. And, uh, you know, I I think in the comics community here, we like to focus on Bob Haney for being, like, the weirdo. You know, it's like anytime Mm -hmm. something weird happens, like, oh, that's like Haney. I don't think many of those people read a lot of Leo Dorfman because Dorfman, (laughs) I mean, Haney would read Dorfman and be like, whoa, dude, this is some weird, weird stuff. Leo Mm -hmm. Dorfman, if you're you're not familiar with Leo Dorfman, check out some of his Superman work. It is it is insane. It it really Mm -hmm. just is insane. And today's today's issue is just one of many
0: hmm. Yeah, you're not kidding. And then uh, Al Plastino on art. And that sure. is a name you hear a lot with. Uh, yes. Superman. You know, he's that's that's one of the biggies there for uh, for the character of Superman. And Joe Letteris as letterer. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. He I was born like, for
1: it. Yeah,
0: I was like it was it was destiny there. But um, so, yeah, like if you like I'm on, you know, comics.org, you know, and it just says uh, Alan Funt of the real world. Candid Camera television show comes to Metropolis to film his program and nearly exposes Superman's secret identity. So that's the skinny on it. But, you mm-hmm. know, to get into it here, you know, it, it starts out with a uh, fun pulling a gag on Perry White for some insane reason. I don't know how he zeroed in on Perry, but
1: and Perry's quite the comedy fan, isn't
0: he? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's watching the show and he's got his big cigar in his mouth chomping away, loving the show, watching it on television.
1: And it's like, uh, what is it? There's a man pretending to be a gorilla at the zoo. This is like the big <laughs> event that uh, that that he's watching here. Uh, everybody but the Mark plays as lo- as though it's like really a gorilla. I mean, that's so much fun, right? Yeah, um, what a lark! <laughs> <laughs> but then, White's viewing is interrupted because the phone the phone rings, uh, mm-hmm. reporting that there's currently a hold up at the Daily Planet. Hold up. A hold up! Not, not—they're not being robbed, though. The building's <laughs> actually being lifted out of the ground by Superman.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he—I love Perry's dialogue. Superman, you idiot! Put that building back at once! <laughs> and he's shaking his <laughs> fist in the air, <laughs> like a Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Oh, and and that's all mm-hmm. it takes. Like he mm-hmm. shouts at him to do it, to put it down, and Superman's like, "Okay," he puts it down, and
0: mm-hmm. then.
1: And Perry's yelling at him. He's railing at him. With his <laughs> finger in his chest. And then we find out Perry's been funted. It's a prank, mm-hmm. bro. <laughs> it's <a> prank. <laughs> Impish Alan pokes his head out to inform the chief that he's on candid camera. And here's the gag. Here, right? The whole world will see him being annoyed that someone ripped his building out of the ground. Isn't that something to be annoyed about? yeah really <laughs> like, like, that's not a prank that's like that's the appropriate response to be annoyed that someone lifted your skyscraper out of the ground and threatened to do whatever with it
0: mm-hmm. it's not like they put a whoopee cushion on his chair as he sat down Yeah, like his
1: cigar didn't blow up in his face i mean <laughs> yeah. this is lifting a building out of the ground
0: mm-hmm. and then we get a great caesar's ghost <laughs>
1: and, uh, i love and, it I mean, this is the this is some of the greatest stuff If you if you haven't read any silver age superman like sometimes, what's that saying? like sometimes the the medicine is worse than the disease, you know? <laughs> the way Superman saves the world usually endangers so many people. Uh-huh. So, like to pull off this prank, he literally lifted a building out. How many people were inside this building? How many uh-huh. people might have fallen out a window? How many people might have panicked and started going nuts? It doesn't matter. You got funtus. <laughs>
0: Yet that all that, ma- makes it all okay. <laughs> that, that,
1: that's all. So if anybody, like if you're ever in a, in a very, very uncomfortable situation, just say uh, you've been funted and everything's going to be good. It's like eating Mentos, but back in the, uh, back in the fifties or
0: sixties. Mm-hmm. We got some people watching this on television and they say, a missing building. What a gag. <laughs> and then the old guy fun has done it again. This is a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Oh, oh
1: boy. Yeah, no, this was one of the highest rated pranks in the history of the program.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, which Tons I mean, of mail.
1: <laughs> which I mean, sure. Someone lifted a building out of the ground. Yeah, that's that's gonna be bigger bigger than a whoopee cushion or a cigar exploding, or you know, someone in a mailbox pushing the mail back out after someone puts <laughs> it in. This mm-hmm. is uh, this is a big deal. And uh mm-hmm. so fun ain't done in Metropolis. Who who's his next target?
0: Well, it's funny. They start uh, in the office. You have uh, Lois and Jimmy start pulling shenanigans.
1: Mm-hmm, they're up. They're in on the in on the fun here.
0: Oh yeah, and Perry's like he's gonna like kick the crap out of him. wise guys. I oughta. And then the phone rings, oh, and it's, it's and it's fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Hey, Perry, help me pull off my next gag." And he says, uh, "Send your buddy Clark Kent over to the Metropolis Fair at the Coliseum." <laughs> <laughs> Now, let's
1: let's look at the uh, let's look at Jimmy and Lois's pranks here. Um, they're oh my quite, gosh!
0: And they're, they're not quite as
1: on the level uh, of a font of a font production here. Lois, um, she puts fish in the water cooler,
0: Gross. and uh,
1: like it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: if you don't pretty, notice that, you're drinking fish turds, you're, then
1: you're, That's exactly it. Gross. That's exactly
0: oh. it. And,
1: and and if you don't notice for a long time, the fish are gonna die, which is <laughs> cruel. But yeah. Lois has like a giant head head-sized camera. And she yells for Perry to smile because he's on her candid camera now. Which, mm-hmm. I, I mean, what are they going to do with that photo? Uh, and then Jimmy tries to set set uh, Perry's face on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look how
0: close it is to his face. He's got
1: a blowtorch. <laughs> he's lighting his cigar with a blowtorch, and 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 the Lois takes a picture of that. Which, I mean, I guess that could be used as evidence.
0: Yeah, and it's literally like two inches away from his face too. <laughs> and the
1: flame is the flame is bigger than his head. It's it's big. <laughs> It is insane here. Um, yeah, so we have Alan Funt, and he uh, he wants he wants Clark Kent, and uh, well, he but he's not done pulling pranks, is he?
0: No, uh-uh. no. It's it's. He talks to Perry about like, yeah, let's get uh, Clark Kent, and then uh, it's. It, I love caption boxes, man. I miss them. Oh yeah. Oh, in yeah. the day, in the days that follow, as Funt and his staff prepare for their weekend show, <laughs> and he pulls up to a gas station. Oh boy. <laughs> This is so great. Oh, my gosh. And he pulls
1: up, right? And he's, he's there to have his, his hoopty fueled up. Um, the pump jockey here is is just shocked to watch as the vehicle begins to float away. It goes up like a balloon. And uh, a Fiendish Funt chucks, uh, chucks an anchor outside the, <laughs> the door.
0: <laughs> That's so great. Don't worry, pal. I'll drop an anchor. <laughs> this poor kid.
1: This poor laborer has just been funted. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, yeah, because uh, you see, you know, magicians don't tell their secrets, but fonts do. Um, mm-hmm. he, he filled his trunk up with all sort of floaty gases, which I guess is as good as an explanation as any, right? Yeah. Good has, luck with that. Has this one ever happened on legit candid camera? I mean, Superman's mm-hmm. not involved in this one. We got to assume that it can happen in the real world, right?
0: Yeah, maybe. I'm not. I'm not going to test it out. I can tell you. No. That.
1: No. <laughs> no. But I, I do love when uh when they open the trunk here and everything's labeled. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like you can see the front makeup here. It's like you've got the compressed helium tank and the helium gas bag and the helium discharge exhaust, all hooked together. It's like a, a Rube Goldbergian, um, yeah, fount production. It's it's wild.
0: I'm waiting for Tom and Jerry to come
1: jumping out of the back of the, <laughs> yes. the car. I need Pee Wee <laughs> Herman to go by on his bicycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. And but Alan ain't done yet. He's oh, still. No. He's still at it. <laughs> I mean, like we said, we can make an argument for Alan Funt being the worst villain in DC Comics history. He is just
0: terrorizing Metropolis. Yeah, he wants and to punk punk a bunch of kids now here too. Teenagers, <laughs> 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 and and uh, he
1: they're they're throwing snowballs at a statue. First of all, when did it snow? Mm-hmm. Is it's that part really of the prank?
0: Yeah, the day the earlier with the car, it looks like clear as day. It looks like a nice summer day.
1: Yeah, and when when <laughs> and when Superman lifted the building out, there was no snow. I, I mean uh, uh, but they throw the snowballs and then this this statue is actually alive. It comes it's a
0: snow up, monster.
1: It is. <laughs> it's coming after us, gangway.
0: Oh my gosh. Just a prank, bros. You've been funted. <laughs> and Mm-hmm. I love that. He, 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 yeah, he <laughs> pops out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: he pops his head
0: out, and he's like, "I'm gonna take you for burgers now." Oh, mm-hmm. boy.
1: And he really does. He takes them out for burgers.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then they're like, "Wow, what a swell guy!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I wonder if he gave him a change of underwear, because <laughs> I mean, you have a monster coming after you. It's uh, it's something, and that we go to that Sunday night where all. All of America tunes in. Every mm-hmm. single house, uh, we have this. We have the Nielsen ratings to prove it. And uh, yeah, the uh, the first thing they see is the uh, the floating uh, the floating car mm-hmm. and the poor pump jockey. And uh, <laughs> um, a father and a son are just like really just uh, you know knee slapping here in the uh, living room on
0: <laughs> watching watching the tube. Yeah, that floating car gag has him flabbergasted.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean humans talk like that, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> and then here we go. Meanwhile, so, in Metropolis. Where's Kent? <laughs> mm, he's getting ready for the Metropolis Fair at the mm-hmm. Coliseum. So he's getting dressed up in his duds with his Superman outfit underneath his clothes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And it's a gay 90s exhibit.
0: Yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, OK, I got you now.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 And I tell you what, the 1890s looked pretty boring
0: yeah for real but, yeah i know and then oh the, i love how uh, he sees two uh, kids playing in the street <laughs> he says oh, uh, yeah. su- superman and batman toys and souvenirs <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: then, then he goes into the exhibits and he watches a 75 round boxing
0: match <laughs> were they like 10 second rounds or what
1: I, I don't know. It's a reenactment of a of a of a bout from 1889, of course, and, and seventy five rounds of boxing, bare, bare knuckle boxing at that. Oh yeah. And then he watches. What is this here? Diamond
0: Jim Brady, <laughs>
1: a very a huge fat man eating yeah. a very big meal. Like he, he looks like uh, Dom DeLuise. Yeah,
0: He's the Joey Chestnut of his day.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. It's a wasn't that like a, wasn't there like a Monty Python thing where like a guy exploded from eating too much? <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this kind of looks like that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so he's uh being fed and fed and fed. So, uh, yeah, um, then we got a hold up, but not the side, not the kind of hold up we had earlier, right? Her last, last hold up we had was a building being lifted, now it's a hold up with like guns. <laughs> so it's legit a legit mm-hmm. one here but it facilitates the big reveal here or the big step toward the reveal what what would clark kent do in this situation mm, yeah he's like
0: oh no they're going to try to rob the place and i'm thinking rob them of what what kind of money yeah. is at this place
1: yeah the, the i mean the, is he going to is he going to take the two boxers and and watch them do 75 rounds over and over again I, <laughs> crazy I, I don't know but um yeah clark rushes off to a Phony funny phone booth.
0: Mm-hmm. There just happens to be a phone booth in the middle of this, this, yeah. uh, this event. <laughs> it's fair.
1: <laughs> and then Alan appears to whisper into the camera that uh, that it, it, this is this is the gag. Uh, was there a gag? Did we miss it? It's a
0: phony robbery. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the gag. And then what happens? Yeah, Funt thinks, oh, well, now that reporter, Clark Kent, is going to go in to phone the, the Daily Planet to be like, there's a, a situation down here. And then when he comes out there, are going to be like, ha ha, there is no situation. It was a, it was a gag, Clark. But the
1: and, and the opens. phone was dead. The phone was, It's like, <laughs> what's the joke? Like, he's going to go in there, pick up the phone, be like, oh, this phone's dead. And then he'd leave. And then they'd all point and laugh at him.
0: Yeah, this is not one of his better gags.
1: <laughs> Funt, Funt, Funt. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, so oh, but, he... Yeah. He opens it up, and who should be
0: inside? Clark's there opening his shirt up, and his Superman uh, shirt there is cape sticking out. Smile, Kent, you're on Candid. What? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Lois, though. Lois on the very next page. So Clark is Superman, just as I always suspected. Now remember that, folks, till we get to the end. <laughs> yes. we also have,
1: I think the first appearance of Bibbo Bubaski here. Right in the next panel, he's like, <laughs> oh, oh, that muscle-bound meddler broke on my rackets. So it's uh, he's right there. It's I think <laughs> that this is why you need to have this one slabbed. It's the first bibo. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and then, I think at this point uh, it's safe to say that the story goes a little bit. I mean, the story's been insane to this point, but I think it starts to go a little caca here.
0: It goes off the rails, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. hit us up. Well, how, how, does, how does Clark get himself out of this?
0: Yeah, so, you know, fun's like, Superman, that robbery was a fake And he's like, "Uh uh-oh. So Superman decides to say, listen, Funt, here, let me take off all my clothes. And he has his top on, and his bottom is Batman's pants and utility belt. It's the composite (laughs) Superman. (laughs) It's the first appearance of the composite Superman. (laughs) And he says, Funt says, why, you're wearing Batman's pants, boots, and a utility belt. And he says, so I am, Alan. I could be Superman or Batman, or just plain Clark Kent wearing... Part of two costumes. Take your choice. <laughs> what?
1: Does it, does it have to be one of those three?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, it's insane. And then this next part's even better. What does he pull out of yeah. his pocket?
1: A, a The most adorable, full-size television. I mean, it's got like the big box and everything. It just fits in the si- the palm of his hand. Um, yeah, he, Clark reveals he's like, you know, the pranker has become the pranky, And, uh, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> He saw it all happen on the TV. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Clark watched it on a miniature TV set, and he he tipped himself off to the to the funted stunt and uh, and so Funt has been funted.
0: Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this: They really <laughs> had televisions in the nineteen sixties you could fit in the palm of your hand and would get reception inside a building without being connected to any wires. Really? We don't have those now. <laughs> 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 not not this small. I'm like, what? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm like, that's insane. But, oh, yeah. And Clark, uh, like you said, he goes on to say to Funt, you know, I had this miniature television, so I was in there watching you. So I was going to put one over on you. <laughs> and Funt's like, wow, you're awesome, Superman, and shakes his hand. But then Superman tells us really what really happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Funt doesn't dream how really close he came to unmasking me, actually. I didn't tumble to the fact that I was on the television until the last possible second. And here we go with this crazy shenanigans. What does he say next?
1: (laughs) Oh, he burrows through. I don't have the issue in front of me, just my little snippets here. But uh, yeah,
0: he burrows. He he burrows. (laughs) He burrows (laughs) through the bottom of the floor, you know, the bottom of the phone booth. And he goes to Jimmy Olsen's apartment. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy Olsen apparently has a full Batman suit with a utility belt and everything in a disguised trunk. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're, we're, oh not, we're not, we're not, we're not going to kink shame, but,
0: uh, why? Oh, why yeah. What Jim? is he up to? <laughs> yeah. mm. Craziness. And then, you know, it you is. get to, yeah, yeah, you get to the very last panel and Lois says, Clark, Superman, don't be ridiculous, Perry. And I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't she just say she always knew?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I mean, here we, we've got, I mean, the, Clark should have kept his glasses on at the very least, because mm-hmm. when Clark Kent takes his glasses off, he is Superman. The illusion's right? over. <laughs> yeah, so like, here he is, pretending to be Clark Kent, with his Batman trunks and his Superman shirt, or Superman top, without his glasses on and his hair slicked back. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't everybody mm-hmm. be like, wait a minute? Wait, mm-hmm. wait a minute. I mean, we know all of America is watching this. I think one of America would be like, wait a sec. This dude looks a lot like Superman. I wonder if there's anything to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you
0: know, where are all the detectives in the world, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Nobody is uh, nobody's looking.
0: Nobody's looking. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a fun story, though, isn't it? Oh, it's a blast. And then, you know, Clark's uh, last words there in the office with Perry and Lois, he says, I'm glad that's settled. Or is it? I have the feeling Lois is planning another. Identity hunt. (laughs) (laughs) What? Of course she is. Oh my gosh! But if you can't outsmart her at this point, the way things are being written, uh, Clark, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. You don't deserve your secret identity. That's true. That is true. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this was insane. Up and up until the part where you know he revealed how he got into that scenario and had the bat pants on, it was it was crazy enough. But that was just like what. That
1: put it It over the top big time. Yeah. Oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah. So (laughs) crazy. I mean, it's absolutely insane. There was a Supergirl backup story, too. Did you read that one? I did. That's wild, too. I mean, I was just like, what in the world? Like That that was just like it wasn't Mm -hmm. anywhere near as crazy as this comic. But, you know, this story. But pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. And I was uh, I was interested to see uh, it was uh, written by Jim Shooter. I was yep. like, whoa. And I did know he wrote at a pretty young age, too. But I didn't sure. realize this far back in for Superman. And then Jim Mooney oh, yeah. was the yeah, artist. He created, I, uh, I he created, Jim created Parasite. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. yeah he, he's he's uh, His Silver Age uh, chops were there for sure. Yeah, this is a silly story, though. Um, it's uh, like Supergirl... She, she she winds up on the planet Gaia, becomes the president of their United States, and now she's in jail for treason, and she's awaiting her impeachment trial.
0: hmm <laughs> I love how well I love how on that planet, uh, adults are like the 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 jerks, and kids run things. Kids yeah. are the cops. Kids run the government. Kids mm-hmm. are this, and 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 the adults are the ones that need to stay in their place. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a crazy story. Like you said, yeah, she somehow becomes the president and then but the guy that was like you know acting like he was her you know best friend her bff there and he became the vice president and all that stuff he was in some scheme to was uh, arm arm yeah A-R-M. Was basically, they're basically nazis but it's, A-R-M. it's a r m
1: there's actually a they're hanging people in this story
0: yeah this is insane like they try to like shoot people there's a firing people. squad
1: yeah yeah
0: it there's yeah there's people on you know yard arms and they're hanging they're like he's gonna kill them and they try to say hey we didn't do anything wrong and silence and then he's just about getting ready to hang them and mm-hmm. you know supergirl uses a little uh shenanigans and her powers to uh you know save the people but yeah of firing course. squad and everything i was like holy crap and, this was and this for is, kids
1: this is so unsubtle they burned the constitution <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they didn't screw around, man. This story is no. insane. Like, I was thinking, what was Shooter thinking back then? Like, wow.
1: <laughs> he was just thinking, he was just hoping that oh, it's his face, Mort uh, Weisinger didn't punch him in the face or something. Yeah. Oh, so
0: it's, it's like, it's, you, it's I was like, wonder, I wonder if him and, Dor- and Leo Dorfman were hanging out there. Like, yeah, let's write some crazy stories, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they were hanging out behind the bleaches at uh, Shooter's high school. Mm. Oh, and it ends with. I feel like almost every Supergirl story back in the, the Silver Age ended with a ticker tape parade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great panel. I, I yeah. love the panel, but it's just so bizarre. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like, Mooney's artwork, like I said, I like Mooney quite oh, a bit. Great. Especially his, you know, this, this stuff from this era, even the little bit of Spider-Man work he did, you know, after, you know, Ditko, there was some uh, Mooney in there and Mooney and Mishima. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought it's great stuff. And that last page is great. I mean, look at that car, the car that he he drew there is just absolutely awesome. And she's in the back waving. And (laughs) one of the people long live the maid of steel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny, but oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. This kind of craziness I could read all day. You know what I mean? Like we oh, said, absolutely. I do like some uh, more serious things too, but too many serious things and not enough, you know, craziness like this. Uh, oh, you yeah. gotta, you gotta get, you gotta throw some of this in there every once in a while too. silver or bronze age craziness.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I feel, I feel bad because when I, when I started getting into DC, I was all about the post-crisis, you know, I, I didn't think I'd ever, be invested in the bronze or the silver age. Cause it's like, that stuff doesn't matter. Right. Cause it was all, mm-hmm. you know, post crisis when I came in and it's like, yeah, why am I going to read a story that doesn't matter? And, uh, boy, you know, I'm glad that I, that I have started. To, I mean, my action comics run goes about, uh, about back as far as this issue, you know, and revisiting them time and again is just a blast here. There are, uh, this is like a weird, Dissonance between being breezy and being dense. Like you can read it, and it feels like it goes by quick, but you're reading a lot of words. Yeah, you know there are these are not like brisk reads, but they are light (laughs) reads, Uh, especially when it's being written by by someone like a Dorfman, which, like we said, it's it's crazy stuff. It's fun stuff. Um, I mean, I I spent a lot of time talking about action comics over on uh, the blog on Chris's on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. I was doing a, uh, in the lead up to the re- the release of action comics 1000, I was doing a project called action comics 100, where I wanted to review 100 issues of action comics before what it was April 18th, 2018, when 1000 came out and, uh, that, that caused me to visit so many different eras of action. And I mean, action comics is, is basically comics. It goes all the way back to you know the earliest days, and you can see like every every sort of writing fad <laughs> pop in, and every shade of story you could ever possibly want is here. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, action comics is always going to be like a go to for me, and uh, stories like this are really exemplify why uh, that this is such a such a soft spot for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, if you have the app definitely do yourself a favor and go back and check out some of these older comics. They're mm. really fun. It's just like a, it's, you know, like I said, for people like you and I, it's comfort food. It's like, sure. you know, if you're like, Oh, Hey, it's a, it's a rainy Saturday afternoon and you're not just going to stay in to read oh, and read some comics. Yeah, definitely. Like, look into like uh, like we said, the older action comics, even just the main Superman title from the Silver mm-hmm. Age. Oh, they were absolutely insane. They'll, you will, like you said, it's a little bit more dense of a read compared to sure. modern stuff. But it, you'll you'll get a kick out of it. You'll have a good time
1: because yeah. it, it's got like this odd earnestness to it. It's something that's something I use to explain old comics all the time. Like, mm-hmm. it's got like this real workman workmanship to it, where like it's like it's not very nuanced it's i mean they burnt the constitution in that one (laughs) you know we we have a tiny tv in the other one it's not very nuanced it's not very subtle but you can feel like there's this earnestness to it there's like an honesty to it and it's Mm -hmm. it really just can't be denied um and i mean that goes for just about the entire industry around this point in time and even before where these stories are just they are what they are and Mm -hmm. um they can be comfortable. They could be silly, uh, uh, but they, you know, very seldom are they are they going to be forgettable. You know, mm-hmm. like we talked about the cover early on, and not yeah. to go on the old soapbox here, but it's like this is a cover you'd you'd see and you'd know exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, really,
0: they... we don't really get that anymore. No, yeah, they they did that a lot in this overage, especially yeah. in DC. They. You basically knew what the story was or they'd even basically take an interior page and oh, they'd spoil it on the opening splash. <laughs> yep. Yep. They'd say, hey, look, this is what's going to happen. And I was thinking yep. to myself all the time, like, why would you do that? I'm like, don't put that on the first page or the cover or whatever you want. to You want people to want to get through the whole thing. But, you know, like you said, different eras. people are going to sure. read the comic, even if it did that back then anyway. Oh, yeah. Because a kid has to pick what he's going to buy. The yeah.
1: kids at the kids at the newsstand. He opens it up and he's like, "Okay, well, I see, uh, I see Doctor Doom stepping on the Fantastic Four on the splash page. So I know that that's going to happen in here. So maybe this is one I want to buy." It's mm-hmm. a, just a different way of doing it. Where now we just get pages and pages of text. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if we yep. if we dare to open a comic book in the comic store, we're thrown out. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, it's like a cr- <laughs> High crimes there. It is. This ain't
0: a library. Get out. that's great but Mm -hmm. yeah so all right well any final thoughts on this one no uh
1: just like you said if you have access to the app uh you have no reason not to check stories like this out um i don't know i don't have that app i have the other app so i don't know if you can search by creators but i mean if you want some Mm. silliness look up leo dorfman look up bob haney you know uh, (laughs) yeah there's some very interesting stuff that you can really maybe not sink your teeth into but you'll have a good time with it. It's it's a good way to it's a good way to kill some time if you're if you're online at the uh, laundromat
0: or uh, waiting for the <laughs> doctor's appointment. It's a good way to kill a few minutes for sure. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, you you can't go wrong. Definitely yeah. check it out, but All right, Chris. So, what uh what do you have going on right now? You have a full plate right now. So why don't we tick off everything, everything going on right now with you? It's a, it's a list, but I know it's a, it's good stuff. So why don't we talk about that? So I know your main, main show, main feed, you know, is X lapsed. So why don't you Mm -hmm. talk about that?
1: Sure. Sure. And I mean, the full plate is kind of the, we, we full disclosure to the folks listening. We've been trying to put this show together for a long time, but, uh, I'm very bad at planning things, so I've been pushing. <laughs> I've, Billy's been very, very patient with me, and I have, uh, and I very much appreciate that because I really wanted to to uh, to do this. I'm trying to make myself a more active part of this community that I've kind of close myself out from i'm i'm so invested in my own stuff <laughs> that i get too busy so it's nice to be able to branch out and to actually communicate with with people instead of just mm-hmm. talking into a microphone so that's a very good thing so thank you for that mm, but sure. um, but x lapsed is the main show here it's almost every day depending on how many issues actually come out in a month but uh it's all about the current year x-men stuff the post hox pox Docs, Rocks, Socks, Jonathan Hickman run, you know, that the that era that kicked off in the summer of 2019, Mm -hmm. because that marked a return to the X X comics for me. I went running for the hills in around 2015, 2016, when they released books like X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue. And despite knowing everybody in those books, and I just wasn't able to recognize them anymore. So I stopped reading for the first time in about 30 years Then this uh, new era kicks off. I hear a lot of buzz about it. I start picking up the books. I don't read them. I start picking them up. And then I finally figured, hey, you know, I should finally get around to reading these. And that's where X-Lapsed came from because I was a lapsed X-Fan. I'm probably still (laughs) somewhat lapsed, but uh, not quite as lapsed. But that's uh, every day. Um, uh, We're up to about 200 and... 70 episodes of x-lapsed i think Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, and then on days where there are new book are are no new books i should say uh there's another show called the essential x-lapsed where i went all the way back to the beginning uh, x-men number one back in september of uh 63 and i've been covering every all the mutant appearances basically um all the x-men appearances all the villain appearances throughout the silver age that one is just shy of 50 episodes now and um, I think the latest one I did was X Men number thirty six. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of X Men stuff, a lot of non X Men stuff too. Appearances in Avengers, Fantastic Four. Uh, there's even like a three part Nick Fury story in there that has to do with the mutants. So a lot of different stuff there. And
0: mm-hmm. Then there's
1: the then there's the weekend shows, and these are the ones that kind of uh, kind of alternate. Uh, there's Quester Days, uh, the Elf Quest show with Chris Bailey. That's uh, we're trying to do these like every month or so. There's also to the choir, which is our preacher show, which I do with my friend Dave Schultz, and then there is Maze Lighting, the Maze Agency podcast that I do with my friend Ed Moore, and uh, they're a lot of fun. It's uh, it's nice to not talk about X books all the time, so it's uh, <laughs> a nice little palate cleanse to uh, to dig into such different comics because they're not superhero comics. We've got a fantasy book. We got a, a vertigo semi horror book, and we have a almost situation comedy moonlighting riff in, in the maze agency. So it's uh been fun to broaden my horizons a bit. And I've been lucky to have folks who are interested enough to check it out and interested enough to actually want to be a part of it. So uh, that's me. I'm, I'm on, I'm on Twitter at Ace Comics.
0: Yeah, that's, you have, you know, Uh, a Facebook page and group or I'm sorry, page a group two you know, nineties X-Men. And there's a, a a good uh, group of stalwarts there that are always, you know, talking about X-Men and everything on there. So that's a, that's a fun one too. Yeah. But I love the x laps essential, you know, me, man, that's what, that's what I live for. So basically when you, you run out of the new stuff, you flip over Mm -hmm. to that and I love it. And Hey, anybody that's an X-Fan, even just modern, you need to listen to that one too, because you'll hear about, you know, Xavier, you know, pining after his own students and being, a, Oh yeah. just, <laughs> just mind wiping people left and right. Like a maniac. You think he's crazy <laughs> now? You ain't seen nothing. Oh, yeah. Read those silver age stories. <laughs> and and
1: uh, part, part of the essentials that uh, not everybody knows about the folks who listen, know about it surely. But um, people who might just see like, Oh, he's talking about an old X-Men comic. They might just think it's that. But I also include all the letters pages from back oh, in the
0: 60s. Oh my gosh. They're are great.
1: A riot. Um, the bullpen bulletins from the very first bullpen bulletin. Uh, I've covered all of them so far. And uh, mm-hmm. those are wild, too. We get some real salty Stan Lee in, in some of these where he is just uh, <laughs> in rare form.
0: It's mm-hmm. a lot yeah, of fun. The so- uh, soapbox. Yeah.
1: Oh, the soapbox just started off uh, in uh-huh. recent episodes. And yep. <laughs> it's, it's a blast. I tell you, Essentials is probably uh, more fun than the current year stuff for me but it is such a time sink. <laughs> it takes, it, it'll, it'll take probably about five hours, uh, to do a, uh, to do an essential X labs episode. And those, you know, those are every day when the new books aren't out. So that's a, wow. a pretty big investment,
0: <laughs> but it's oh, a lot of smokes. fun. It's a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy fun. But yeah. Wow. Five hours, man. You're a, you're a legend. <laughs> Holy and and there's,
1: there's also the, uh, the site too. There's is on infinite earths.com, which is, yeah. uh, migrating from blogspot to um to wordpress which yeah is not the easiest thing in the world and the (laughs) blog right now looks very very ugly but uh it's all moved over so (laughs) it's there if
0: you want it yeah the tough parts there already just get some tweaks and it'll be up and going yeah it's got to do some remastering as well and then you also recently started a patreon too so what about that
1: I did. Yes, that is uh, xlapsed. and um, that's a lot of exclusive content for the uh, for the patrons as well as some behind the scenes stuff. And it's funny, like talking about like just a silly show. It's like yeah, behind the scenes stuff. It's like who cares? <laughs> who cares about your behind the scenes, Chris? Nobody. No, it's scripts. I put out scripts of all the. Um, I'm starting to put all the ex- past Xlapsed episode scripts up, so folks can see. I mean, this is really putting myself in rarefied air here, which I totally don't belong in, but you can see like notes, liner notes, you know, stuff that I'm thinking during an issue that I don't, that, that might not make it to air. So it's
0: a mm-hmm. cutting room floor.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's uh, you know, and maybe some sarcastic remarks I put to myself to, to tickle my, my own fancy there. They'll be included <laughs> in there. And uh, there's also a couple of shows there as well. There's uh, the action comics daily um, appendix. Now this is something mm-hmm. I did back in 2019. Basically, the entire 2019 calendar year was dedicated to Action Comics Weekly over at Chris's on Infinite Earths. Every single day, I covered a different story from Action Comics Weekly. It ran from, I want to say, February to November of that year. Every single day, it was a new Action Comics Comics Weekly story. And uh, with all that content up, I decided that, uh, hey, you know, I can probably talk about these on the air. So... That's going to be a first run show on the Patreon. Mm. It's uh, just me talking my way through Action Comics Weekly number six hundred and one, all the way to six hundred and forty, whatever the hell it was. And um, there are a few episodes of that already up. And I figure after a couple of months, I'll probably put those on the main feed as a just for everybody if, uh, if they want to check that out. Because cool. That's yeah. That's one of the things I'm I'm like most proud of of my entire blogging and podcasting career is that action comics daily year it's mm, yeah because it was a lot of work and it wow. wasn't always fun <laughs> and it, <laughs> it cost me a lot of my following because people didn't care about that crap but it was nice to have it was nice to actually stick the landing and do all of it so that shows appearing over there first on the patreon and then there is a patreon exclusive show called x lapsed point one where I'm mm-hmm. filling in all Marvel mutantum, going back to the Golden Age. So we started with motion picture funnies number one, the first appearance of Namor the Submariner. Subby, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> now, if you think Leo Dorfman Superman is uh, is you know bat spit insane, Nuts. <laughs> check <laughs> yeah, out Bill. Get ready. Check out Bill Everett's <laughs> Submariner. If if you have access to the Marvel Unlimited app, check out mm-hmm. Marvel Marvel Comics number one and Marvel Mystery Comics on because Submariner is violent. He, uh, mm. he he kills thousands of people in in a single story. It's a wild. Oh yeah, stuff. he'll
0: wild he'll wild drill, drown people. He'll crush their heads. He's insane. Yeah, he like... he
1: blew up the Holland Tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> he blew up the Holland Tunnel full of commuters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, he don't care <laughs> anymore. Gave no f's. <laughs> no,
0: he <laughs> don't care at all. Yeah, he was just like. Oh, a service dweller. Let me break his arm. Oh, a service yeah. dweller. Let me rip his head off.
1: <laughs> one of the evil white race. I'm going to, I'm going to push yep. your eyeballs into your brain. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Come here. Come here, honky. Let me break your back. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, yeah. And as we,
1: as we move forward in that one, it's not just going to be Namor. So there'll be, um, you know, Dr. Nemesis is a, is a name that fans of the current year will know about. Yeah. Well, he was a golden age character, not from yeah. Marvel, from Ace Comics. No, no relation. Um, and uh, he's got like four or five appearances in the golden age, and they are also pretty wild. So they will be covered. Uh, the Wizard, uh, he's a early mutant in Marvel <laughs> history.
0: He's gonna <laughs> one get one of the history. worst names ever. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bad. What um, about uh, the Vision? Who? The Vision. What about him? Is he gonna be uh, in your golden age? Uh... No, no, no.
1: The the Golden Age, uh the Golden Age human torch, he will uh he'll be coming out occasionally because he and Namor are currently fighting in my cover. Fighting. Yeah. This is and that's the first ever Marvel Comics crossover, which Mm -hmm. how cool is that? You know? In these early Namor stories, you're getting you're getting not only the first mutant in Marvel history, but you're getting the first inclination that there is a shared universe. Because Namor's wrecking crap. And his uh, his love interest, Betty Dean, comes by and says, hey, they sent the Human Torch for you. And it's like, wait a minute, Namor and the Human Torch live in the same place? Mm-hmm. How amazing is that? And then the next issue, they fight, they meet the first crossover in in Marvel Comics history. And it's just so much fun to be able to share these like seminal moments and, and these insane moments on top of it it's really reignited, uh, so much of my passion to be able to be like kind of bebop and scat all over <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> um, history here. It's, it's been very fun. And I, have been very lucky that there are folks who are, who are interested in it.
0: Yeah. I think I, I don't want to spoil it because you might talk about it on that episode. You know, there's a pretty good history behind that issue. Which one of is a sub, subby and uh, human torch, you know, like about a, how many different guys worked on that. And it was like a, a oh, weekend that one's coming up next. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good story.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. the, the 20, the first ever 22 page Marvel story. Mm-hmm. And uh, cause this one, the one that I just recently covered was, uh, it was two chapters in Marvel comics, Marvel mystery comics, number eight and uh, very ahead of its time in that it was two story. It was, it was one story, but being told from two different points of view. And I thought that that was wildly ahead of its time for 1940, you know? Yeah. You have have the whole thing from Namor's perspective where he's just wrecking crap left and right. Mm -hmm. And then you have the whole thing from the Human Torch's perspective where he's fixing things as he goes along. And then finally, at the end of both of their stories, they meet. They have a very, very short, uh, you know, fight. Namor jams out. And then it's like next time it's the fight. 22 pages of Namor and the Human Torch. So very, very cool stuff.
0: Yeah, that that's that's like a I can't wait for you to tell about that. That's a good story oh, yeah. behind how that one was made and everything like that. So that's cool stuff. And Like you said, what do you have? Bill Everett? And then uh, who was the and Carl guy? Burgos? Carl Burgos. Burgos. Yeah, yeah, I could not remember his name. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Huge. And, you know, again, that was back in the golden age and there was already, you yeah. know, a shared universe and hero fighting hero. And well, I don't know if you can say hero for name more. But like, yeah, hero. It's
1: like he, yeah, he I, not only is he the first mutant, but he might be the first ever anti hero for sure. Yeah. For sure, yeah. he threw the he threw the top of the Empire State Building at people.
0: <laughs> that's great, <laughs> and they survived. Mm, that's awesome. How the, yeah. they didn't get back in the golden age. They didn't care. They wrote whatever they wanted to write. It, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's that crazy. earnestness, that blue collarness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome stuff. So. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on here. This was a blast. Oh, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, you betcha. And then I'll get all that stuff in uh, the show notes and everything too about, you know, the website and the Patreon and all that stuff. And yeah, definitely, you you know, everybody check Chris out. You know, you can go to the like apple podcasts or whatever and go to the cosmic treadmill main feed mm-hmm. and that has all the stuff right I mean, oh yeah. you can get everything that's like a one-stop shop right there
1: yeah right? the chris and that's uh, the cosmic treadmill on on all the all the noise aggregation things and yeah you'll get all the new stuff you'll also get the weird comics history feed the cosmic treadmill feed all of the solo uh, reggie stuff all of the solo my stuff uh, a lot of a lot of stuff on there <laughs> there's a uh, something like 800 episodes up there at this point. Wow. So.
0: Holy smokes. <laughs> a lot of audio. A lot of audio. Yeah, oh yeah. And I, again, you're doing great stuff now Thank and you. people want to you know go back and listen to some classic stuff like cuz I I know how I am. I burn through podcasts <laughs> like crazy because sure. of being on the road a lot. Commuting, so yep. yeah, so I listen to the newer stuff and then when I burn through that, I go back and listen to classic stuff too and it's great. I mean, my gosh, you know, there's the voices that you wouldn't even believe you're going to hear on some of these shows. So, oh, good. Definitely, definitely go back to the archives. Like, I'll tell you what, it's, it, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody podcast about it before, but um, the 1990s Age of Apocalypse. Oh, my gosh. The coverage on that was crazy. You guys were so in-depth on that.
1: That was uh, that was one of those um, 24-7 type of gigs. Ooh. <laughs> that and our crisis coverage. Yeah. Was uh, That was like... Where I'd I'd wake up at two in the morning to start scripting, and uh, and Reggie would already be in the in the Google doc, and then, like uh, like, twelve hours later, I'd be in the doc, and he'd pop back in after work, and <laughs> it was oh man, it was um you know one of the things that we'd always joke about is our our script for crisis had more pages than crisis, and it's yeah, true,
0: which it's is true. absolutely insane, but man, <laughs> a a labor of love, you gotta for sure. That's stuff's sure. awesome i love to see that thank kind of you. stuff but yeah definitely get to get to you know spotify or apple Podcasts or whatever and definitely look that up and subscribe and check it out and check out the patreon as well because uh, exclusive you. content is always a fun thing that's always <laughs> to me that's what makes a patreon worth it exclusive content that you're gonna for get sure. you're gonna get some uh, content for your money that's the best so all right chris well again once again thank you buddy i appreciate you coming thank on thank you And, uh, I'm going to let you go here, but, uh, don't worry. We're going to, you're, you're going to need another palate cleanse. I can feel it coming already in like a month or two. So
1: I'm I'm always there. I'm always (laughs) here. I'm always, uh, I've always got the silly stuff to talk about. So yeah, any, any time I'm, I'm good to go.
0: Awesome. So, all right, I'll be back in a minute to wrap things up. Okay, everybody, that wraps up episode 24. Uh, Once again, I'd like to thank Chris for coming on the show. Great guest, great guy. Uh, Definitely check the links... In the show notes. You know, he's got a lot going on. He works really hard uh, with uh, his podcasting and his blogging, so definitely check out his blog, The Cosmic Treadmill, x Laps. You know, like I said, there's a group on Facebook, and he's on Patreon as well with some extra content. You know, personally, I don't know how the guy sleeps or when he does because he is a podcasting and blogging machine, but uh, again, good guy. Definitely give his stuff a look. He's uh, got a lot of fun stuff going on. All right. See you next time. Thank you